0: This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast brought to you by Hoxo Media and I'm really excited to welcome to our channel today someone that I've been connected to for quite some time and in fact we've got a very interesting offline story to tell about how we first met. Um, There's a very famous story of when I uh, first met this gentleman, this is Alex Coates who is an account executive for the incredible Job Adder. How are you today Alex?
1: I'm very good. A little warm, as as I'm sure you are. We've had about 29 degrees heat up in the northwest, which is unheard of. But yeah, I'm good apart from that.
0: For our global listeners, those who are not based in the UK, when we have anything above 20 degrees in the UK, we call it a heat wave. Uh, And as we record this in September 2021, we have actually tipped 30 degrees in some parts of the country. uh, And we're not designed to cope with it because we have no aircom we all typically live in houses where, you know, it's double glazing, et cetera. So, yeah, we're all, we've all been sweating it out, haven't we? Just as everybody goes back to school and college, we can't, uh, we can't go in sunbathe.
1: Surrounded by tower fans at our uh, bedroom office desk.
0: I know and I actually have got the most incredible fans Um, however obviously while I'm recording my podcast I can't have it on because you won't you wouldn't actually hear me because it sounds like an aeroplane and it's rather fabulous so I might go and stand over it when I finish recording especially because I've got a Marilyn Monroe style dress on Uh, but thank you so much and yes we met when you were still doing a natural recruitment role but obviously you've moved into a a technology uh, platform so do you want to give us a little potted history as to why we're how we know each other and why we're talking today? Do you know what? I completely forgot for a split second that was how we first met. Yeah.
1: It seems like such a long time ago. So yes. yeah, the uh, the background of myself, we met. Uh, you're referring to when I worked at Finley James, which is yep. a, an amazing IT sales recruitment agency based up in Manchester.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we met when I was uh, so I must be what mid twenties. Didn't know what I was doing. You were six. Um, months in,
0: like six months. I was six months in.
1: Yeah, I remember. And I remember um, Sarah or John, the owners of Finley James, said, there's a lady you'd like to meet you. And you said, how's it going? And I loved life. I'd, I'd never never been burned by anything bad in the recruitment industry. I just said, it's amazing. I love it. Love being to candidates, love helping clients. Um, and then, yeah, we've obviously stayed in touch. I progressed through to a senior consultant, then obviously managed a team at Finley James. And then took a step, stayed in, within the recruitment in- industry and obviously went over the, the other side of the fence, so to speak, and moved into recruitment technology, which is where I'm at today.
0: Yeah, absolutely, so working for Job Adam, obviously we need to do a huge, huge hello to our friend over in Australia, Greg Savage, who I know is a huge advocate and supporter of uh, Job and I think possibly non-exec director. So Greg's been on our channel a couple of times, both during 2020 and 2021 as well. Uh, And he's somebody that we've got huge admiration and uh, respect for. So a big hello to Greg from everybody here at Key Recruitment and the Recruiters Recruitment podcast. So um, I've invited you on today because I do want to talk about technology in a broader sense, because I think that as recruiters as well as having to adapt and become marketeers and social media specialists we've all had to kind of take ourselves off the arc and uh, lose the dinosaur mentality both recruiters old and new and sort of develop a knowledge of technology so what you know for you obviously you came into recruitment like you say you know in recent years where technology was already kind of part and parcel of what we do so how do you think technology actually aids recruiters how does it help us do our job better first and foremost
1: Um, i it's a good question it doesn't always aid you I, I actually think where technology comes in in best is it's got to be the right technology first of all and it, let, let's just just we'll strip this back because obviously I have these conversations every single day every single week every single month with, with hundreds of agencies um in the UK I, and I, I always try and put myself in their shoes obviously it helps because I've I've been there you know I've been on the I've walked the, the call face so to speak and I always think there's a lot of buzzwords going around the industry at the minute. I, I get it. You know, we want to automate everything. Absolutely. You know, you, you hear it: automation, AI, machine. Like we, we all hear it. And, and even I used to think before I joined John, I don't even know what that means. But it sounds golden. It sounds like something I want to do too. <laughs> I think when we, when we strip it back, though, I always think when I was a consultant, look, technology. If you're going to implement a new piece of technology, it has to add value. As in, you have to be able to measure the ROI. What What are you actually getting back? Because there are lots of nice teas and and cool features, functionality bits you can add to your day to day. But I always think, especially when I, I worked as a recruiter, when I, when I look back, if I was ever going to implement a, a piece of technology that was going to help me as a, an actual recruiter do, doing the, the hard yard, so to speak, is it's amazing. And it, and it still fascinates me now how it, it's an extremely hardworking industry. I think everyone knows that. You know, I, I've moved a can into software, if you like, but it's still a very well thought of industry. You know, anyone to speak to or recruit, you know, he's obviously a grafter, you know, you hear people talk like this because you has got to work hard. What's interesting, though, when you look back is how much time did I use to spend actually recruiting? And then it's a, it's a little tongue-in-cheek, but I used to say to my team as well, you know, actual recruiting is speaking to your candidates and clients. That, yes. That's recruiting because you're networking, you're adding value, you're listening, you're understanding, all, all the rest of it. And it's a serious question. I'm sure everyone can. You know, in fact, no one can hand on heart. I've not met anyone who can say, I come in the office at quarter to nine, I leave at six, that's eight hours with me on my lunch break doing recruiting. And when you actually strip back, it used to frighten me of, to be honest, I probably only did an hour in the morning, an hour in the afternoon. I hope my former employers are listening, but, but it wasn't out of, it wasn't out of, not, not, you know, out of choice, Mm -hmm. but it was sometimes the, whether it was the the, the CRM or the manual admin, you had to do the follow-ups. All of a sudden it, it just disrupted the, what you're brought in to do on day one you know to build relationships to to understand clients needs and then find that the the perfect candidate to help them and match that you know when you you join the dots together obviously so i think when it comes to technology i do think you've got you've really got to implement something that you know what are our bottlenecks what are our challenges what are our pains let's establish it and what's the impact it's having then where are the? because there's loads of technology now there's so many amazing pieces of kit even i look there because i'm you know i obviously to go to events and i speak on uh and, and you see them on your head like wow I want that. and i always think god I, i'd end up with um, almost just too much te- you know where, where'd you go and i think and this this isn't and i've been saying to you previously this isn't a plug for for job hire at all but i do think that the, the core comes down to your crm well there's two parts here the, the CRM, that's you know, th- this is your central focus. It's your central point. This is where all that data needs to be housed. Yeah. Then it's how we complement that, which we've talked about previously. The other big one, again, which I'm sure we'll we'll get onto, is the the LinkedIn piece. Every recruiter obviously lives in, in LinkedIn. If you've got a way of joining them together, um, that that's going to streamline everything.
0: Definitely, I love your pragmatic answer. And you know, as someone that's both employed and place recruiters for over well almost twenty years in Rackspace. I think that an observation is that you get two types of recruiter generally, and I'm being really generic. You get one, typically somebody like me, who is all those things you've said. I'm the influencer. I want to be on the phone eight hours a day. To me, that's why I came into the sector. I like to go meet people, I want to create opportunity. I do not want to be sat there typing in algorithm savvy things. I don't want to be put in an industry sector salary. I'm not interested in doing all that and populating it. Um, and then you get the other, the, old, the opposite. And I have many, many, many years ago—not as, not as, uh, not nobody—that's with me now. But I did have somebody working for me who would have happily done the opposite and sat there all day populating my database, and it was amazing. You know, you'd have, you know, all these target, people and you'd like think, yeah, but you haven't got any interviews going on. You haven't made any money. So I think it's, it's, you know, and I'm being specifically divisive there, but I think yeah. technology can be our best friend because it uh, it should streamline things obviously from a data capture point of view that is your unique selling point to your clients because that's where your candidates are but equally from a gdpr perspective you know where you're keeping all your data or your terms signed you know your yeah. proof of work and everything else so uh, but equally it shouldn't then stop you actually doing the recruitment side so i think it's about simplifying it
1: yeah and it's interesting that you said there's two types of recruiter and i get look, look there's lots of different types of recruiter yeah. but i understand that the sentiment there and for someone like yourself, you require, or historically you would have required technology that's going to facilitate that sort of, this is the energetic, I go out meeting people, I go networking. And, and you're similar to me, in, you know, that that's the best version of, of Leesha and Alex. That's what we should be doing more of. Yep. Then I said to you, well, I need that note going on your CRM, or, you know, you need to go and type, well, or, or Alex, I've just been speaking to someone for an hour. Well, you know, I need the notes on the CRM, which is fine. Obviously yep. you do, because... Yep. You're going to remember in a month's time what you were talking to, you know, Mr. or mrs CEO about. But then we talked about, um, and we talked about the mobile app and the voice to text, something like that. That is a technology I would recommend for you because as you're, you're, you know, you're on the go. That is a in between meetings. Just met the most amazing candidate. He or she's done da 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 da, -da, but it doesn't kill you. And I used to say people like this. I'm quite passionate. Don't kill that sort of. You know, if you make a good call onto the next call. If you make another good point, what you don't want to do is interrupt that with 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 admin. And I, and I, and I get it though. And it's a double-edged sword because the, the owners of the business, and I completely get it. I need it all logged, Alex. I have to have it logged. I get it, of course you do. But yeah. we have to facilitate it and make it as easy as possible for the consultants. Imagine being a consultant, you've got to make 50 calls after each call. It's type, 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 type you know, but bless them. Like it's, I, I you know, I, I used to have to do it, it's hard.
0: It is, but you but as a business leader listening to this, you're thinking, but I don't want all that intellectual property in that person's head, I need it on the system. Absolutely. But let's talk yeah. about voice because voice yeah. is I think one of a and I'm saying this, so I'm not doing any plug because I don't get any kickback. It, for me was one of the most amazing Eureka sort of moments when I when we looked at Job Adder. Um, voice is the most impactful way you can do your job as a recruiter right now. So when I, I'm, go, I'm obviously going to give my two pennies on it when you've done it. But talk to me about how JobAdder have used voice to make them to make yourself as a CRM system stand out, and why you think voice will define the future of recruitment.
1: So I'll, I'll so I'll tell you the first time I saw the voice to text feature. I remember being given a demo, like like I, I do with my, you know, my prospects and the customers I work with. I received a demo of Job Adder. First time I've ever seen it. I haven't done any research. I hope My boss isn't listening. But I've done no, no research, and I suddenly got given this this demo of this extremely modern you know UI or whatever. And, and I'm the type of person you know I want to claw behind that. Let's see what's really. And I remember seeing the voice to text feature, and it could be as, as simple as I think the example I was shown. Someone calls in. You need to add a note. Leisha's called in. She wants an update on the sales director position with you know, whatever. And that was it. And I was kind of oh that that's cool. Then it got me thinking, and I'm going to give someone a shout out who I, uh, I haven't mentioned to you before. One of the best recruiters I've worked with, and I'm sure she'll message me after this because she definitely listens to your podcast, is a lady called so- Sophie Sever, who obviously worked at Finley James for years. And I actually thought of the scenario of someone like her or myself when we used to do visits to London. We used to say it's like speed dating. It would be you, the 7 a.m. train, you hit London at 9, back to back to back to back to back to back to back You know, And you add that buzz like, like yours, so, you know, you will have had it. I, that's what I get a kick out of doing. It's networking. We're helping people. We're... And I remember at the end of the day, you'd be scribbling all your notes or if you were fortunate enough to have a laptop back then, you'd take your laptop, type all these notes on a Word doc back to the office or in the hotel that evening, <sighs> I've got to do two hours worth of admin. And the first time I saw voice to text, and no one even said this to me, I thought that right there takes that two hours admin, it's gone straight away. And I know I just touched on it early with yourself because I can picture you using it. But that's where I thought straight away, not just in a in an office setting where okay it's cool it's obviously going to save you time everyone knows that i don't know the statistics it's like seven times quicker to speak in something than it is uh, to, to type it um you know that that's public knowledge everyone sees it online but i just thought not just the quickly adding a note that whole on the mobile app uh, mobile app when you're on the go just just speaking into it, it's and it's so simple but it's so so effective and i know we were we were joking earlier we, we never actually if you looked at our whatsapp history there's no nothing but voice you know, it's just we don't actually type anything ever and yeah. we, we've even said um the thing i love about voice text obviously the time saving piece that, that's the biggest one yeah everyone knows that the time you get back where you're not typing up notes or whatever but it's also it, it get it evolves from that when we, you know we talk about sending voice notes it's the tone of the message as well but it is the most efficient way to communicate and in the right manner you know we all know sometimes the amount of times I get my girlfriend to read one of my emails I say, how does that come across let me download Grammarly and just see the tone of that whereas a, a voice it, it's, it's yeah I, think, it I do think
0: yeah. have you and we're not necessarily talking in a work context have you have you no. on the receiving end of a, of a text or whatsapp or an email where you thought god that's that's a bit arsey and you've gone back to that person and they've gone no no I was just on the move and I was a bit busy because intonation cannot yes. you could use every emoji under the sun I mean I am also I'm, as well as being voice note queen I am also emoji queen anyone that knows me well will will verify that um but it, there's only so many emojis you can use without sounding like you're five years old I think voice is the most the biggest growth area for recruitment in terms of how we communicate with it ourselves internally as internal customers, but in most importantly, externally. And I was talking to you offline about, you know, one of my proudest guests, as well as obviously yourself and Greg, was Dominic McGregor, who is the ex CEO yeah. of um, Social Chain. And I never thought for a minute he would respond to um, a typed message on LinkedIn. I really wanted him to come on to talk about his sobriety journey because, as a you know, younger person, he's obviously grown and sold the most incredible business that everybody knows. Um, and he talks very publicly about sobriety. And as a so- sober business owner myself, I think it's really important to share testimony. That's not just me saying it. Uh, and oh. I, left him, I left him a 30 second voice note on LinkedIn. And if anyone's listening to this now, and you've not yet done this, I'm telling you, this is why you do it. And I left him a 30 30 second, I didn't script it, I just thought I'm just gonna, you know, give him my elevator pitch. And I literally said, Dominic, um, I'm a huge fan of yours. I'm a business owner and I recruit for the recruitment industry, which is notoriously riddled, riddled with drink and drugs, potentially. And I think people do aspire to try and have a healthier way of living, especially with what we've gone through. I'd like to share your journey to my community. I know you're not a recruitment business, but would you be interested to come on and share 15, 20 minutes? And he messaged back straight away. Yeah, get in touch with my PA. And he came on the show. So it and, you know, you can, you can use your voice, because I did it. it, it had energy, it had compassion, yeah. whatever my voice had, it made him act. It's, do you know what I've just been thinking
1: as you were talking then? that I mean, that was an amazing case study, example of where it's worked really, really well, and I love that. I was almost thinking, I mean, it doesn't matter in what role you're in at the minute, where, what seniority, I was, I was actually thinking about video then. V, you know, video is everything. Everyone is engaging with video, however... Not everyone is comfortable with video, and I'll tell you where I'm getting at with this. And and they're not. And look, people have become much more confident and. Confident. I was never one who loved video before. Lockdown, all of a sudden, you're on a Zoom every day, cameras on. It's you. Know, you build your confidence. But I think the the thing with voices, you can still offer that personalized approach. It kind of bridges the gap before doing the whole ad hoc, jazz hands. This is Alex on a video. It, it's just a short, snappy, and it makes me even think. Uh, and I'm sure the guys over at Audra would have something to say. I'm sure they'd have the statistics on it, but. I wonder uh, on the, uh, like the the click rate, the open rate on a on a voice note as opposed to a video. You know, I'm just thinking on the fly, would you listen to a quick 20-second snippet like, like you provided as opposed to a video's a bit more of a, I'll, I'll park that, I'll, I'll watch it later. I don't know, might be something in that.
0: I totally agree. Um, And the thing about a voice note is that you can do it while you're walking along, you know, you can do it while you're doing something else, while you're washing up, while you're feeding your children, while you're, you know, typing an email to a client, you still got your AirPods and you can listen to it. uh, And and look, I'm a huge advocate of anyone that's brave enough to do video, to share content and to do it in an authentic way. Way and you know not these over sort of produce things. You know if you've got the money in the funds to do that, that's absolutely great. But yeah. I think it all became video weary, which is why you know Clubhouse grew in absolute prominence at the start of this year because everyone was sick of it. Um, and the great thing about voice is that you can still do it when you're sat in your pajamas. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. And I think that you know ultimately when you when you're doing a video message for somebody. You are still going to be looking at yourself, so you're going to be acting a little bit more than if you're just on a voice note. You're going to sound much more genuine. That's just my opinion on it. And Look, I, think, I, I think you hit,
1: you you hit the nail on the head. You, you don't. It's best just to do it. You know, you don't practice or do two takes because it, it comes across better. you know, we can, we can have a completely separate conversation on this. But I actually always like it when people kind of mm, uh, you know they stutter whatever, but it just makes it real. Yeah, you know, I don't want to hear a script. If someone prospecting me and it just sounded. Hey Alex, you know, we, we listened to your podcast for Alicia. Um, when was it last week? You know, it, it's real. I then it's yeah.
0: I do I, right. I think that you know, to, to stand out as a recruiter, um, I think you don't need to do something that's all jazz hands to use it that expression. I think you can just do something where, you know, if you are thinking about prospecting the CEO of a company, you know, go yeah. and have a look at what they've been doing. You know, if they've got some new software out, if they had an event recently, you leave a voice note going, I was at your event. I thought it was absolutely superb. Um, I'm a specialist recruiter in your market. I know you're really busy. I just wanted to leave you a voice note to see when's the best time or what's the best way to get in front of you. Um, here's my contact details. Get in touch. They're going to listen. Their chances are they're going to listen. Um, yeah. a video i don't know and, and look you know maybe i should get the guys over at odro onto the the channel i haven't actually had them, had them on yet or any video provider i don't think um but i do, i'm a little bit sort of wary of without knowing what the data is but i personally i can only speak from personal experience i will click on a voice note but i don't always click on a video because i haven't got time, I just haven't no, got
1: time the, there's, there's, again that's why i mentioned odro because i'm sure they will um you'd be able to speak about this at a much higher level than, than I ever can but I, I'm similar to you in that look that there's there's a lot of value in doing a video absolutely of course is because you really can deliver that um really personalized touch but if we're thinking of how it's going to be received so yeah it got you got me thinking when you were, were saying it if I received a voice note yeah I'd probably just listen even if I didn't have my headphones in quickly hold it to my it,
0: you know it's Even if you type back, I have to say on a personal bugbear, you know, I'll do a voice note and then someone will type back. And I think, no, just leave me a voice note back. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not able to. That's the one downside to voice notes is that if you're in a meeting, you can't listen to it. But that's absolutely fine. You can do it. And so I want to let's see whether this we haven't even prepared for this. So let's bear in mind that your client base is my client base your audience, my audience, we're all in candidate short market and it's not going to change. It's going to be like this for the foreseeable future. And I'm talking, it's usually seven year cycles. You know, there's not been enough investment in STEM. I'm the parent of two teenagers. They've had no, nothing on their school curriculum about STEM at all, no development, you know, nothing about it. So it's going to be for the next generation, we're going to be candidate short. So how do you think voice could help us attract candidate, passive candidates to market? Do you think there's a way to stand out? Okay so I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company, Hoxo Media, are doing about it. There's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter, personal branding, building an online presence, finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment to be honest. Meanwhile. HOXO have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you as the go to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now, they teach it all to you over an eight-week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of COVID, and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout. But make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you, and just quote the podcast, The Recruiter's Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat.
1: Yeah, that, that's really interesting. And I've always thought when it comes to doing, I guess you'd call it like a cold outreach, yeah? Whether it's business development, whether it's candidate, you know, you're looking to get candidates or if you're looking to um, get new new clients, you have to, not just for the recruitment industry, um, you have to be doing something different. Mm. And that's why I think it's interesting you say about voice because it probably is quite, you know, if you adopted the voice notes like you and I are doing at the minute, you're probably quite an early adopter as opposed to everyone doing video. And, and again, I feel like I'm saying everyone stop doing video and do voice. That's not the message at all. But mm-hmm. if you want to do something different, which we do, because if said candidate or said CEO is getting 15 videos a day, but only one voice note, yeah. which, you know, it, it's that sort of methodology.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, And you've got to think, I mean, you've got um, children, so you'll be better to comment than me, but I'm still fairly young, so I can probably relate to it. But what, what how do how do we communicate? You know how do I communicate with my friends? Even I've got nephews nieces who are in their teens. How, how do they communicate? Is it, it's voice Yeah. So oh. how are they going to engage with recruiters? How are they going to engage with employers? I'll tell you what. It won't be by a. Here's a JD that's three pages long. Make sure you've got the skills that we're, that the algorithm's just plugged in there. And, you no, know, that that will be gone. And I can't wait for that to be gone, to be honest.
0: Oh, no, me too. Me too. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I'm a huge believer in adopting what the next generation are using, because ultimately we all need to think about future talent pools. We all need to think about, you know, those future recruiters for me, you know, future technology people, future, whether it's finance, legal, whatever it might be. And generally speaking, they are they are not using email. They're not even using Facebook or LinkedIn, really. They're, they're probably using LinkedIn to purely come on to look for a job, um, but they're using TikTok, Snapchat. You know, they're just
1: well, what will be what will be interesting. I don't use TikTok or, or Snapchat, uh, but I, I obviously am an advocate for a good piece of tech. What will be really interesting? I've seen loads of people talking about this on LinkedIn, um, doing polls, and I've not done a poll myself on it. But it, what, what's going to happen to CDs? are they gone? Wow. Are they, there might be something in it, but do you know what, when I fast forward in my mind five, ten years time, presenting yourself over a, a video, and I'm sure people like, uh, you know, will be like, that is the future, yeah. I, I can see, you know, that there might be a need to be a bit of both, but to have a two-page long CV that's words, it, it does just seem so archaic and dinosaur-esque, if you like, you know, it's, I can't see that
0: surviving. Alex I know that you obviously don't stalk me on LinkedIn because I mentioned to you offline a couple of posts that I've really <laughs> shared and you haven't seen so you're clearly not uh, for some reason on my algorithm <laughs> but I did comment on um a very good friend of mine was talking about CVs now she just she obviously doesn't do Rex Rex she recruits in a, a white collar sector and she was mm-hmm. saying that you know are CVs still valid and should people have this on it and this on it? and I just my reply was CVs are dead And why is anybody even asking for a CV? And the reason I say that, and then the the retort was, well, you know, we understand it from a recruitment point of view. And and I said, no, hang on, stop and think. If you are in a candidate short market, which presumably most of my my listeners are, very, very unlikely anybody isn't candidate short now. If you ask your candidate to put a CV together, what is the biggest risk you're creating? You're creating, they're going to send the CV to somebody else. And if that then happens, you've just then halved, at least halved your chance of placing them. So if let's yeah. say, let's say, oh, this would be great. But let's just say you turned around to me and said, oh, Leisha, I think I'm going to come back, back into the recruitment market. And I said, brilliant. Are you talking to anybody else? No, great. Okay, let me interview you. I'll understand what you're about. I've got your LinkedIn profile. I don't need yeah. anything else because I'm going to have all that information available. Don't talk to anybody else. Let me go. And, you know, you don't want everybody at adder knowing that you're looking for a new job. And I'm sorry, he's not looking for a new job, job adder. He's just an <laughs> example. Um, but you, then, if I then said to you, right, I need you to send me your CV, you might think, Oh, hang on a second. I still know Joe Bloggs. They work in that brilliant agency. I'll tell you what, I'll send it to Leisha and then I'll send it to them. 50, 50 chance now of placing you. Now I I'm think thinking it
1: It's true. Uh, that's really, really, really interesting. And again, just to reiterate, I'm not on the market. But no, that don't. is really interesting. Do you know what? Because I was just thinking then, if I were looking and I went to, say, you and another um, Rector Air or another recruitment, whoever it may be, if one asked me to go and get a CV, I'm thinking of another angle here. If one asked me to go and get a CV and the other said, look, I've spent an hour with you. I'll just use your LinkedIn. To be honest, the one who's asked the CV, as nice and as great as they were, i would probably just going to think, do you know what? Have I got time to be typing
0: a CV? You know." And, yeah. now I'm, I'm, and I'm mindful and I am a very mindful listener that for, if you recruit lawyers or you recruit, you know, I don't know, actuaries or something like that, maybe they do want to go and do CV. Maybe it's something that you need them to, you know, have a lot more detail than a, CV, a LinkedIn profile. But that's what your interview should be about, that your interview should be compiling their biography. <laughs> So you don't need a CV. Maybe it's the way I was trained back in the 90s by the amazing Bill Borman. We were trained, and this is a, a showing how old I am, um, to not ever send a CV out. If you then had to send a CV to get an interview, you had failed to consult your client yeah. properly. Yeah, but it but it's
1: right, because there's no story that goes with the CV. A CV is just full of um, employer titles and, and dates. Now, I'm thinking there must be something to bridge the gap. Well, I get it. You're going to need something to prove that yeah. this was employed by between those dates but there must be a better way or maybe that's that's the future of a cv it's just literally half a page this yeah. is proof confirmation of the businesses i i worked for that that's it you don't need that that's just for hr to log somewhere and save yeah. this, this is alex this is kind of this is what i'm about here's a two minute about me you let me know do you want to speak to me all of a sudden that ended yet yeah, we, we want to speak to them
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I totally agree with you. But I mean, look, everything you've said there, you can do on your LinkedIn profile, you can have a little promo video. You've got your 30 second intro video. If you're not using that yet, why are you not using that? Because trust me, it's great. Um, And endorsements, you know, that there's absolutely no reason nowadays to have a CV, in my opinion. I know that's a divisive comment. Not everyone's going to agree with me. But hey, I'm on my anyway. So there you go. Well, there you go. He's not on the market, just in case anyone's interested. Um, please be reassured everybody at job Addict. oh it's been i knew it'd be high energy
1: yeah no it's been great it's flown by as well i feel like we've, we've put the world to right
0: yeah. <laughs> we, we, could, we could carry on doing it but you do have a job to do and so do i at yeah. some point today thank you so much for joining us today it's been an absolute pleasure for uh, all the listeners on the recruiters recruitment podcast
1: thanks for having me